Hello, this is Pastor Pete Beck III with LifeNet in Burlington, North Carolina. Welcome to today's podcast on the basic doctrines of Christ. This one is on the resurrection of the dead and is entitled Two Resurrections. As with most things God created, the resurrection is more complicated than it first appears. Creation has fantastic complexity, depth, precision, and variety. After centuries of scientific inquiry, we have yet to fully comprehend the fearfully and wonderfully made bodies God created for his people. In an effort to deflect honor and glory from God, man created the law of evolution to try to explain away God but it is a futile exercise in foolishness. Any right-thinking person knows instinctively that precision and complexity does not randomly appear out of chaos. In a similar fashion, the resurrection from the dead is not as simple as God making our bodies alive again. God God is much more creative than that. Just as God's great salvation applies uniquely to each part of us, spirit, soul, and body, the resurrection does as well. In fact, there is a resurrection principle at work in every aspect of God's salvation. The first resurrection. When Jesus died on the cross and three days later rose again, The Bible says that those who believe in him were spiritually included in that death and rising. I read now from Ephesians 2, 4 through 7. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. God saves us on the inside before we see the results on the outside. Spiritually, those who believe in Jesus have already received and are learning to experience his complete victory. We died and rose with him and are now seated with him in heavenly places at God's right hand. Nevertheless, since we still have an earthly existence in the body, we also live here on planet earth in a fallen world, inhabiting a body still under sin's curse, and death. The incongruity is staggering. This is why we find ourselves often frustrated. We are divided in our experience. The spirit is in sync, or as Jesus said, willing, but the flesh is not. Every believer knows what this feels like. Paul wrote about it. In Romans 7, verses 21 through 25, which I now read, 
I find then the principle that evil is present in me, the one who wants to do good. For I joyfully concur with the law of God in the inner man, or the spirit, but I see a different law in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin which is in my members or body. Wretched man that I am, who will set me free from the body of this death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, on the one hand, I myself with my mind am serving the law of God. But on the other, with my flesh, the law of sin. During our remaining days on earth, trapped in a pre-resurrected body, we must learn to live in the spiritual reality of Christ's resurrection. This is called walking in the Spirit. We already live in the Spirit, thanks to the new birth, and, but we must now learn to walk it out on a day-to-day basis. Galatians 5.25 says, If we live by the Spirit, we must also walk by the Spirit. This corresponds to what I previously wrote concerning transformation or sanctification, which is the daily outworking of grace in our lives to make us more like Jesus. We might call this a daily experience of the first resurrection, which is spiritual. This is the resurrection principle at work. The second resurrection. The second resurrection will be that of the body. When Jesus returns, he will raise all the dead, including the wicked, as he promised in John 5:28 and 29. In our resurrected state, we will all stand before God at the judgment seat. This is the point at which the Bible says that every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. Romans 14, 11. Those who pass the test at that great judgment will experience God's glory in their new bodies in the context of a new heaven and earth. I will write more about this in the future. Only those who have experienced the first resurrection or the new birth will be able to enjoy the glories of the second resurrection. Let me read Revelations 20, verses 5 and 6. The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were ended. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is the one who shares in the first resurrection. Over such, the second death has no power, but they will be priests of God and of Christ, and they will reign with him for a thousand years. Now we are getting into what theologians call eschatology, or the doctrine of the end times. There are various ways to interpret Revelation, but let me share my take on the above passage. Rather than believe in a future, quote, millennium or literal 1,000-year reign of Christ on the earth, I believe Revelation is speaking of the current church age 
in which those who believe in Christ have been spiritually raised from the dead and are seated with him in heavenly places, sharing his authority even now. Colossians 3, 1 through 4 says, If if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things on the earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. To me, this makes sense of the passage in Revelation. But even if you do not accept my interpretation, you must deal with the concept of two resurrections the spiritual one, and the bodily one. Let me read now from John 11, 21 through 27. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother Lazarus would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ the Son of God, who is coming into the world. Martha knew Jesus personally, believed in him, and had a pretty good doctrine of the end times, but she did not understand at that time the spiritual side of things. She thought the resurrection only applied to the very end of time. But Jesus, who is the resurrection, was and is able to raise anyone from the dead at any moment. In addition, he promised Martha that those who put faith in him will never die. This can only mean that the second death has no power over them. Revelation 20, verse 6. In other words, faith in Christ makes us one with the risen Christ. We are part of Christ's first resurrection, and we never need fear the second death. We now belong to God. Pray with me. Jesus, I want to escape the second death. I believe that when you rose from the dead, you provided life for all those who believe and receive you. I believe that one day you will raise my body physically from the dead. I receive you into my heart and declare my allegiance to you. Thank you for eternal life now and the resurrection later. Now come, Holy Spirit, help me to live for Jesus. Amen.